doing? How y'all doing? My name is Dion Gray, and you'll get to know me a little bit more, but I want to jump right in. I don't want to waste any time. So listen with me, actively participate here. You know those things that people may say, think, or do that fall on the boundary between like peculiar or awkward, a little bit weird, maybe even shocking, right? For example, if I was to ask you to fill in the statement, America, land of the blank, home of the blank, what would you say? Feel free to answer that either in the comments or rhetorically. It really doesn't matter. All that I care about is you're actively paying attention. And if you're actively participating and paying attention, you probably would have followed it up with something like America, land of the free, home of the brave, which you should. I hope you would if you live here, right? But that's not the point. What if I said I think it should be changed to America, land of the feeble-minded and home of the bounded? How would you react? Another one. What if I said that I think Hitler was actually a pretty good leader in his day? <sighs> things get a little tense, right? Things get a little tense. I'm bringing up things that aren't normally talked about, right? And why is this important? Well, would you always want to hear the same thing? One. Do you know everything in the world? Two. <laughs> And is there a possibility that if you listen to something else outside of what you already know, would you not learn? Three. See, we need spaces for people to say things that aren't necessarily on the norm. And that's why I'm here today. I have one more hypothetical to give you to see how you'd react. And I think I know where this one would go. But follow me. You might feel a little convicted by this one. Why is it? that we all refer to the United States as America. Technically speaking, America is a continent, two continents to be precise, North and South America. Between the two, I think there are something on the order of 29 to 32 countries between the two continents. The United States happens to be one of them. <laughs> South America has a lot of, um, Latinx countries, but the point is, are we so self-absorbed and pompous that we've claimed a whole two continents to represent our country? Now, I'm pretty sure that most of us aren't just pompous like that and aren't self-centered to the point where we claimed a whole country, but the point is, nobody's ever talked about why that is the case, and should it be the case? I don't think it should, and I learned this specifically from some international students that I worked with over the summer, over the past two summers, July 2018 and July 2019. Now, I mean, they, they, they really expanded my worldview for me to see that, yeah, why do we represent, or why do we think we represent two whole parts when we're really just one piece of one of those parts, North America. United States is a part of North America. But again, I say that all to say, when's the last time you had an insightful conversation with somebody outside of your social circle, outside of your particular field of knowledge or interest, somebody that you don't know that you were able to go, oh, hey, come on. <laughs> when was the last time you were able to do that and thoughtfully articulate yourself and leave that situation feeling like, you learned something. Maybe you weren't persuaded. Maybe you weren't going to take any new action or new behavior based off of what you talked about, but you learned something. You generally walked away edified and happy you had that conversation. That's 
essentially the reason for this. This is the gray area where controversy roams free and so does the dialogue. My name is Dion Gray, as I said earlier, and I am your host for this forum. I call it a forum because the definition of a forum, and I have my handy dandy Webster Google <laughs> with me. The definition of a forum says a place, meeting, or medium where ideas and views on a particular issue can be exchanged. I thought this fit better than a radio station or a book or even a podcast because those all kind of section you off into one medium. Whereas I'd love to post videos. I'd love to be recorded in some form or fashion. I want, I'm going to post just content, you know, for you to read and just engage with. So it really isn't, you know, fair to the gray area to call it any one thing because it's a forum over multiple mediums addressing multiple issues and we'll get into that particularly in this episode right now i want to establish why it's so important for the gray area or spaces like it, it doesn't necessarily have to be this i'm gonna promote me of course but it doesn't have to be this particular one it just needs to be a space where people can speak fully on what they think that's important because I've noticed that people don't like being outcast, right? Especially when they hold an opinion dramatically different from those around them. This is called the spiral of silence. And it was established by a, let me get this right, Elizabeth Noel Newman. She was a German social researcher, right? And she coined the phrase spiral of silence to describe how public opinion was formed, right? According to an article posted by the University of 20 on February 2nd, 2017, the phrase refers to how people tend to remain silent when they feel that their views are in the minority. Now, considering my identity as a black man in America, I've come to terms with being in the minority. I know I'm not the only one. I'm particularly highlighting my intersection to let you know that I'm not oblivious to the realities of the world. And, you know, if it adds any credibility to me, I do have a wonderful partner, a wonderful girlfriend who is always educating me on things outside of my perspective. I am still a male and a male is part of the dominant ideology, the dominant set in our society today. So considering all that, I've come to terms with being a minority and I rather embrace it as often as I can. Um, I personally enjoy debating my points. Let me move this real quick personally enjoy debating my point, sifting through opposing materials and facts to find eventually the truth, right? Or even if it isn't a full truth, I also want to find understanding. I think a lot of times we get caught up in the fact that people don't think like us. And I, I fall prey to this too. It's like, why, why don't you get it, right? But the point isn't for them to get why you do what you do. The point is for both of you to understand how each other operates and to be able to maneuver around that. I don't have to like it, but I definitely can respect you once I understand you. And we can do everything with respect. But going back, I love sifting through those points. And I often engage in interesting conversations with my peers that inevitably shed light on some new piece of knowledge and as the host of The Gray Area, I'd like to do those same things from my interpersonal conversations on this medium as well. Through comments, through polls, through any type of social interaction, you name it, I'm going to try to instill it here. All right. So how did this come about? It, again, the product of a lot of random, weird conversations. On top of being a black male in America, I'm also a metrosexual. And if you don't know what that means, it pretty much means that I, I care a little bit more about my appearance than uh, maybe my other male counterparts, the 
the, uh, what am I thinking of? The stereotypical <laughs> the archetype male. And you fill that in with whatever biases or uh, judgments you need to. But I have a lot of weird conversations because people don't necessarily expect what they get from me. I digress. You'll see that I get all streams of consciousness and that'll be for our benefit and sometimes against us because I don't want to take up all your time. I know you don't want to have all your time taken up. But the biggest inspiration for the gray area comes from a response I got from Trevor Noah. You know Trevor Noah, Daily Show Trevor Noah. I was putting in a question to be answered in this online webinar through the New York Times. It was called Get With The Times. And this particular webinar was on race and identity in America now. Trevor Noah was the guest star. So you had collegiate students all over the country sending in virtual questions and hoping that Mr. Noah would answer them on live. And your boy got picked. I'll put that in here at the end so you can see that. But I asked him, how has his credibility been affected being that he's an immigrant from South Africa? You know, how do people hear you? Do they take you seriously as you speak about um, United States, <laughs> not American, but United States issues? Do they chastise you and say, you're not from here? You know, why do you care? He had a really good answer. He had a lot of good stuff in his answer. But the thing that I gravitated towards the most was his notion of embracing the mantle of an idiot. He said because he wasn't known or because he wasn't from here, he didn't know where the boundaries lay for certain things. He didn't know the cultural norms for how to do things or why we did things. So he began asking, excuse me, and through his asking, clearly he was being educated, but then there was also another subset of situations where he would ask and the person he's asking doesn't know why they know what they know. <laughs> Imagine that. Why, why do you believe white men can't jump? I don't know. Why do all black people like watermelon? I, I, I don't know. Why are Asians good at math? You can, Honestly, I'm, I'm kind of asking myself those same things right now. It's because I've been told them, right? And there are so many other things that somebody asked me why and I just simply am like, that's just how I feel. Well, then you get into like, well, how did you learn to feel that way? Why do you feel that way? And you just keep going and going and going. And eventually, you land in the same destination. You're learning. You're learning. That person who didn't know why they thought what they thought now could be either stronger in their thoughts with actual things to back them up, or they can dismantle whatever oppressive or regressive system that was in their mind and say, yeah, I wasn't thinking the right way. Let me open up and expand to see what else is out there. Either way, asking why is always beneficial. And Trevor Noah gave me that nugget. And I want to foster that nugget into this full-grown idea called the gray area, where I'm gonna be asking why, questioning the things that you bring up, questioning what I see, bringing my opinion. Know that this particularly works because a lot of it is gonna be meshed with my opinion. But I'll do my best to bring the facts and everything and set out a reasonable playing field that we can all rationally approach. <laughs> I like using words, if you can't tell. We'll get into more of who I am and what I do. 
a little bit about that. I'm a communication studies major, particularly in the organizational communications concentration at James Madison University, meaning I study how groups of people come together and achieve something great. How organizations come together and put out products or deliver services to people in their communities, to their constituents, anything like that. So I do have a little bit of background here. I'm also a leadership education and development consultant on campus through this leadership center called the Duke's Leadership Center. So a lot of my stuff will also come from there. It is credible content. I will cite it. You will know that I am not lying to you. I would not lead you astray. Not yet anyway. We just met. <laughs> so the gray area where controversy runs free and so does the dialogue. I thank you for being here with me today and I will be back soon. See you then. please. Hi, my name is Dion Gray and I'm from James Madison University. My question for you is, how has being born in another country affected your credibility in the United States? How has my being born in another country affected my credibility? I think that's a double-edged sword, I found. Like most things in life, it's a gift and a curse. You know, on one hand, people will say to me, you're not from here. Why would you comment? Why do you have an opinion? Why do you have an idea? I'm, I often say to people, I go, well, I'm still a human being. You know, I still live in the world. A lot of these ideas we're dealing with are not specifically American. They are they're ideas and issues that society has to deal with. Um, it's all too painful for me to realize how many issues Americans deal with that South Africans deal with and had to deal with during apartheid. You know, so, so when I look at that, I go, I understand some people would think, oh, we shouldn't listen to you because you're not from here, you sh we shouldn't care about your opinion, and I, I understand that point of view. Um, at the same time, I argue some of the greatest, you know, uh, help that came in the world, like for South Africa, came from the world. We had Americans who were speaking up for us in South Africa, and we didn't say, why do you care, you're not from here. Uh, you know, the same thing happened in the UK. The, you, there, were, there were people, there's always people who care about something that does not involve them. And I've always thought that's what the world should be more like. Um, one of the things that I, I, I hope to use to my advantage is, is not being from here. Because then I don't, I don't take anything uh, at face value. I, I ask the questions. You know, I've come to realize that I'm an idiot and I enjoy I enjoy that mantle because when you're an idiot and when you accept it, by the way, it's a very scary thing to accept. But when you accept it, you, you, you start to enjoy life because you, you ask questions. You're not afraid to be an idiot because you know you're one. So then you just ask, why, 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 why? And then you'll be shocked at how many people don't actually know the answer. You know, and so that's, that's all I aim to do because I, I don't understand, I don't understand the electoral college. And so I would ask that question to someone who goes like, well, that's just how it works. And I go like, but why? And the why, 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 why? And then get to a point where you're like, well, okay, slavery and no. Um, <laughs> you know, just asking the why over and over and over again gets you to a place where oftentimes it's not just me that's discovering this information, but it may be my friends or my colleagues in America who also go, I actually don't know why, and no one has ever asked me why, and so now we can dig into that why. And that is something that I, I, I choose to use uh, to my advantage. So um, some people may think that uh, impacts my credibility, some people may think that it doesn't. I like to go, I, I, don't, I don't need to be credible or not, I'm, I'm giving you an opinion. You know, I'm giving you an opinion and I'm sharing facts with you 
You know, I, I'm, I, I work on a show where I have a team of fact checkers, you know, and some of the best in the world, and they rein me in. They go like, you can't say that, this is the fact. And I'll fight against it, but it's a fact, and so I, I have to say it. And the best comedy is based in truth, and I'm trying to make the best comedy possible, so I will always be bound by the truth, and uh, that's the only credibility that I, that I feel I need. Thank you. Um, I get, think we got one more question to go. 